Well, hello there. This is Jim, the Keys Bartender, coming to you from a beautiful Key Largo, the Keys Bartender podcast, podcast, a little about bartending and the rest about life, I guess, because I am a bartender in the Keys again. Yes, I do love it. I love where I work. So um, I work at the Almorada uh, Brewery and Distillery in Almorada. Uh, they have a bar there. They uh, It's a big stop on the way down to the key on the Key West, and for people that are in Almorada and Key Largo, and there's another brewery right down the street, so it makes it more for an event. Well, I had not done an episode in such a long time. When I haven't done two or three a week, then I feel as if I'm being remiss and not doing. It. And it was a. Um, you know, a lot of things that go on in life, they just get to be, there's a lot of drudgery that goes along during the week. And this coming week, I have to go to Miami for my six-month checkup for my with my cardiologist. And I'm still not, I'm still not into the thing of being an older man, meaning... And let's get an expression. Not that I'm into it. Like I have a choice of being an older man or a younger man. <clears throat> I'm not used to the routine. I mean, up until March, I didn't take any medication, any medication. I was 59 years old. Uh, this past March, I took some vitamins. That was it. Take some supplements, and now I'm on like four medications. One of them's an aspirin, so it's three. I'm hoping to get down to two because of that heart thing I had. And yes, the biggest episode I had, I did right after the heart thing, so I'm not going to talk about it anymore. If you want to go back and look at that from uh, around March 9th. So here I am. It's uh, gosh, it's less than. What's it? Nine months? About nine months. No, ten months since that. And I don't. I don't know. I'm not used to regularly going to a doctor. Needing needing to regularly go to a doctor. I I I have this thing that you know people say if you don't go to a doctor you don't know what's wrong with you and also I think it's like your health is almost like that. A uh, physics thought experiment, uh, Schrodinger's cat. And you hear me use that all the time. Uh, the the anal analogy, it's uh, there's a, a cat in a box. And the thought experiment goes, the cat is simultaneously dead and alive. And it's only when you look in the box that it fixes on one reality, whether the cat is alive or dead. And that, I think it came about to uh, when they think about, is light a particle or a wave? If, is light made out of a particle and a wave? When it's observed, uh, the uh, properties of light collapse into one of two forms. Either it shows the properties of a wave or a property of particles. And it's the act of observation that fixes it. So here I am. The analogy for me is going to die. If there's nothing really wrong with you, people say, and, and, it, and it's reasonable. And there's a, 
I'm not going to get to conspiracy theories about pharmaceutical companies and doctors and all uh, those things. But if you don't have anything wrong and you're feeling good, the made it to almost 60. If I didn't have that uh, incident, I wouldn't, I still wouldn't be going to the uh, doctor. I mean, every so often I have some kind of health problem. It could be an infection or a lump and I get that worked on. Uh, it's, it's when, if you go to a doctor and then they tell you something, this is what's wrong with you. It's almost like you're manifesting the problems and it sounds ridiculous. I know it does sound ridiculous, but that's just a belief I have. I'm self-aware. I'm aware that most people in the world need to go. Most people in, I guess this, uh, in the first world that are, you know, have the resources, like to go for annual checkups when they get older. I don't because I feel it's quite quality of life issue that, you know, so, oh, I have a ride. I'm going to be back in one moment. Be, so this is Jim the Keys bartender. Let me get back to what I was talking about. I just, I'll, I'll talk about it a little later. I just did a lift ride, a lift pickup. And, uh, I have thoughts. So I was talking previously about how difficult it is to get back into get into the groove of being a on the cusp senior and with the doctor's visits and all that. So I have a doctor's cardiologist visit coming up on Tuesday. And on Thursday, I had a call and say, listen, we noticed you didn't have any labs. We need you to go to Quest. And I said, you know, to them, if uh the last time I got labs, I got it from my doctor's office, which wasn't the name of the place you just told me. And I'm not familiar with these things because this is the only second or third time I had to go to an appointment and have labs. One was before having a procedure done, so I knew I had to have labs then. I didn't know I needed to do labs before a checkup, but it kind of makes sense. But you figure you would have called before. So I ended up... Uh, so it was yesterday, uh, on Thursday, I went to my doctor's offices and, and they, I said, do you have access to this order? And they said, no. So I called the doctor's office and they faxed it over and I decided I'd do it the next day. Now, when I get the blood work done, I have to do a little fasting. I'm sure you may be familiar with it. I got to fast, can't drink coffee or anything like that. So on Friday, Friday morning, I have a spin class I do at nine o'clock. So I, I'm off Thursday. I have um, Thursday night to eat around eight o'clock. So that's the last thing I ate. And I have to get up in the morning, drink, I can drink some water, can't have coffee, can't eat food or anything like that. And then I go into the gym and start working out, warm up, warm up about a half hour before I teach my spin class. And I am really cognizant and aware that I haven't eaten and it's getting to me. I've done this many times, gotten up without having eaten and done things. But when you can't, it just gets kind of crazy for me. And I start concentrating and say, boy, I really need my coffee and really want to eat something. I have a banana, anything. So 
I'm thinking about that. I go and teach my class. I go to my doctor's office and I'm ready to go and get it done. It's only five minutes at most. They draw a little blood and they send it off to the lab. Well, I wait there 20, 25 minutes and my uh, one of the uh, nurses comes out and says, listen, this order doesn't have this proper wording of where the location is. And we have to get one of two labs listed on here. And I said, really? I figured they'd know that, right? And why did they change it? The, the doctor's office, my cardiologist's office. So I call them. I spend 40 minutes on the phone with them to get this one line changed. And the nurse at my doctor's office says to my regular doctor, my primary, says, oh, well, all they have to do is you know, white it out and write something right on it and in fact it back. Well, it takes about 45 minutes to an hour and I'm thinking about eating. I'm hungry now. It's already already 11 o'clock, 11.15 and I'm really thinking about it. I'm getting really miserable. And then I start thinking, I came up with this uh, real, I guess, flash of insight and I said, maybe that's why Muslims blow themselves up so often. Because all the fasting they do. And I'm thinking, boy, do I really want to blow somebody up right now? And I said, no, not really. Not really. I, I guess not. But it does set you into a mood. I know it's a little dark. I know it's a little dark, but I do uh, a little comedy. And if you're that sensitive, there's a lot of horrible things going on in the world out there. So you must be disappointed all the time. No, but don't get, don't get overly sensitive like I was that day. So that's the first thing that happened. And I was a little hung up about it. I said, man, these are the, what are the chances if this is your job as a nurse in a doctor's office ordering labs that you don't know what to put on there? What chance do I have to know on this prescription they give you for drawing labs? What what chance do I know? I have to know these. I have to study these papers. I guess I do. I have to look at it. It says, well, this isn't work. Do you know? You know, you do this a hundred times a day. Please give me a little insight. And I, just one of those things I'm explaining to them. And they say, well, you should know. And I said, well, no, you should know. I'm one person that deals with this infrequently. That's what you do all day. So that was the beginning of the day. So I had uh, to do some notary work that I do, and I, I was doing a, you know some other things around the house, and I had to work that night bartending. And as you know, I work in Amrad. It's about twenty miles south of of me. And depending on the traffic, it could take anywhere from twenty eight minutes to an hour and a half. Like any place in, it's even though we're outside a city, we deal with the, uh, because of the one main road, we deal with uh, the congestion at certain times. But unfortunately, it wasn't like that that day. I gave myself plenty of time and I had a task I had to perform, and that was to go and get my credit card I had left at a restaurant. Now, I re rethought I was going to trash this restaurant because of what happened. Because what happened? My wife loves this restaurant. It's in Isle Morada. I'm not going to say their name. I'm not going to say their name. 
because I think that's childish. But uh, I think it's childish for, you know, someone complaining. I know it's selfish. But I had just finished. I was kind of in a, a little put off by the um, amount of time it took me to have a five-minute uh, event taken, you know, with the blood drawn. So I had called previously during the week. I Yeah, it was my fault originally. I left a credit card at a place my wife and I went to with some friends. They were having cocktails. I was having a zero, zero beer. Yeah, zero, zero, zero point zero. And um, we were uh, having that before we uh, we had dinner there. So we're in their cocktail lounge. We go downstairs, have dinner. I left my card upstairs when I paid for the, uh, uh, you know, dinner. I mean, not the dinner, for the, the cocktails. What's this? Oh, I got a tip. Oh, that's nice. Uh, so here I go to, um, uh, I realized on Tuesday I didn't have my card. So I started calling the restaurant and I left my name. I left the description of the card and I said, if you can give me a call back, it'd be great. Now I called up two times and then I called up on the, uh, and I still didn't hear from, them. but I knew I had to be there on Friday at a certain time later in the day when they were open, but it, they have some uh, hours where they're open for lunch and they close for about two hours and then they reopen for dinner. So I had to be in work about quarter of quarter of four. I plan to be there at 3.30, you know, 15 minutes early, just to give me the buffer time and I give myself another 20 minutes to get to this restaurant, which is only a mile away from where I work. So I go down there, the doors open, there's still people eating from lunch in there. And I asked someone, I said, listen, I think I might have left my credit card here. I called twice. I left my name and number, but I haven't heard back. So I don't know if it's still here. Could you go and check out? And the person pointed to the back patio where I'm looking about less than 100 feet away. And I see there's a group of people sitting around. It's a bunch of servers and managers. And they're having, I guess they do debriefing after lunch where they sit down and have a meeting. And or maybe they're having a pre-dinner meeting. But there's about 10 people there, employees, restaurant employees. They look like servers, bartenders, and couple managers. And I'm, I'm saying, well, listen, just could you get them? And they said, well, no, no, the meeting's going to be almost over. It's a short the meetings are normally really short. So I sit down there and I pursued, proceed to wait 35 minutes. I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but I gave myself enough time. In a restaurant, there's people there. There's at least 20 employees there. And I can't get one to go and look for the card. And I definitely couldn't get one to look. At this point, I don't even know if they're there. So I'm waiting. I'm looking. And people are looking over at me. And all they can see is I'm a customer who has a request that, can I get my credit card back? And there's no one available or no one being made available to do it. They don't know at the meeting because the people are afraid to interrupt them. And obviously, there's um, there's no one with the authority out of the eight other employees to go and look. 
And finally, someone walks by and she asks if I can help. Can I help you? And this is 30 minutes later. I said, listen, I called twice, left my name. I called today. I left my name, but I figured I was coming down here. I stopped anyway. So um, she goes, uh, well, maybe I can check. So this, hear me, it was 30 minutes. So there was a woman at this uh, service desk where she sells uh, merchandise. And I said, listen, I'm going to leave my card. And uh, could they, could someone grab my card? I'll give you my name and number. Just get my card and drop it off because I got to work. And I don't think I should have to come back here so many times, call three times and wait 30 minutes and come back if, you know, this person isn't able to check. So she disappears for five minutes. And she comes down. Now, I had described the card. I had called three times, gave her my name. Uh, I told it what the name on the card is, what's the thing. And she goes, can I see your ID? And I go, oh, yeah. I waited here for the chance of a card I didn't know was here. Gave you a description of it, the name on it. And I'm trying to commit fraud. Specific name. And, I mean, that that was the thing that put me over the top. And I said, Really? You've inconvenienced? I know. I felt so selfish when I say, say this. I've been inconvenienced <laughs> so much. I got about three minutes before. If I don't leave, I'm going to be late for my job. And I'll have to explain to them what I was doing. I have to call them up. Say, I, so I give her my ID, come back. And I'm still somewhat perturbed from my earlier day, uh, what happened in the earlier day. And this is the second part. And I'm just... It just ruined my day. It just ruined my day. Me. And, you know, and I'm saying it sounds selfish of me when I'm really amazed at, the really amazed at, that I let it ruin my day. I mean, I pretend sometimes, I sometimes I think I'm a fraud. I pretend to be one of those people says, you know what? This is the way you're supposed to handle this. You're not supposed to be annoyed. But it, it, it appears as what happens to the universe with me is it groups these things together. And the rest of the week, for a month, everything's smooth. Everything goes my way. But one day, they'll put them, hey, you know what? We'll put them all together. And for some reason, I can't handle it. Lack of food doing this, thinking I'm going to be um, a, one of these suicide bombers when, if I was Muslim because I didn't, don't eat, and then being angry, ready to yell at people and stuff. Why am I so frustrated? And there, I guess there's little disappointments that happen in the back of your head. And for some reason, it's like a test. It's like a test to say, hey, Jim, you think you're smooth? You think you know how to handle this stuff? Well, let me show you. Let me give you a couple things. Let me show you what happens when you go to a checkout line and three people in front have conversations with the clerk in another language. And it seems that they're just passing the time of day. And there was only 30 items between the three people. and But it's going to take you about eight minutes. And all that aggravation that I let get to me served no purpose. 
served no purpose whatsoever. It didn't make my life. It didn't make my life any better. It didn't make it any easier. It didn't teach anybody a lesson. I was ready to go when I was leaving a restaurant. I am going to so leave a horrible review. Because I say, you know what? When a customer shows up and wants a credit card, what you do is go and get the credit card. You don't tell people to wait. They they like lose the big picture. It's like this restaurant's known for being like a great place to work. Everyone loves it, blah, 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 blah. And it's one time I said, wow, there's a chink in the armor and stuff like that. And it's not about me and it's not about them. It's about the circumstances. And I just got to get used to that, I guess. Huh. What do you think? We'll be back in a moment. Okay. Finally. You know, I didn't really talk about bartending, but you know, all this could be applied to bartender. All these things I talked about being uh, uh, prepared, being ready, not being annoyed. Like it doesn't really serve anything being annoyed and getting aggravated. So uh, I wanted to talk about two things and give you a flavor uh, of the keys. Uh, one of these places that uh, the wife and I like go- like going with our friend Heidi and Jimmy, and Jimmy Heidi, whatever. I don't. I I have a problem with putting someone's name in front of order sometimes without tossing it around because it seems you're making like who's more important than the other. But I digress. So on the last Saturday every month, this uh, this restaurant has a comedy night, and they bring comedians down. I told you this previously. And it's hit or miss because you're getting people that have to come down approximately 70 miles from the mainland, and that's your night. So it's not like you're hitting a comedy club and you go to a com- you, you do a set here and a set there, and then boom. So what they have is two shows, and what they charge something like $25 a person for the tickets, which is pretty um, standard, I think, for a comedy club, maybe nowadays. It used to be 10 bucks, I, th- I think, years ago. So 25 you know, with inflation and cost of living increase. So they do that. And uh, to, you know, the pay comedians, obviously. And it's been kind of hit or miss. And I think a lot had to do with the crowd because the crowd sometimes they get to be fucking so they heckle and interfere. It's as if, you know, that's not your job to talk during it. Let the comedian talk. There's other people that went there to hear the comedian and not go there to hear you. Well, fortunately, this past Saturday, you know, after dinner where I left my card at the uh, restaurant, uh, we got there and there were three great comedians. It was the host and uh, one, they go a featured and a headliner. And they were both great. They were both great. They were funny. They, uh, the people weren't being interrupted. The, the comedians weren't being interrupted. It was a good time. So really good time. And actually, I took off for the end of this month to do the same thing again, because supposedly they have a really good comedian coming in. So I could be shooting myself in the foot because we got to go and get tickets. I guess we had to have to get tickets now. So uh, I'll probably, after I'm done today, I'll probably go and reserve the tickets for, it's only two and a half weeks weeks from now but it wasn't a i didn't have a problem doing it like three four days before and it was sold out they seem to be selling out it's about 80 90 people going there but that's pretty good for a comedy club 
So, uh, yeah. And, and, and people down here are starved for entertainment. I found out recently there's a, uh, a concert series that occurs in Marathon, and they do it in Tavernier. Marathon is halfway down the Keys, about mile marker 50, where my, I'm at mile marker 102. And at mile marker 90 or 89, I guess it's around 89, there's Coral Shores High School, and they got their big auditorium. And what they do is they bring in classical music, quartets, pianists, um, you know, performers. And it really, I mean, not, I guess maybe not uh, a metropolitan uh, or whatever, the big concert hall in New York kind of performers, but pretty, pretty good ones, pretty good one. Classically trained performers that perform all over the United States and do it internationally. So I just found out about that. I guess people think, well, why would a bartender be interested in that? I love that shit. I love that shit. I'm someone to say, I do. I love classical music. I love progressive music. I like alternative music. I like some rap. I'm not a big fan of country, but there are country singers I like. I like Southern rock, all those things. But, you know, I can sit through a, a string quartet, um, a, pian a, a, a soloist, a, a piano, you know, Piano players, I've even dueling pianos and stuff, uh, class, classical piano. I love that stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. So there's a lot more to, there's a little, I guess there's a little more to like down here. You just got to look for it. You got to look for it. So as I said, I was uh, previously, I was uh, starting to show and I got a notification. I leave my Lyft app on and I do that to make a little extra money, pay for uh uh, you know, pay for the privilege of living in this beautiful, beautiful place. That's the Florida Keys. I uh, so I get a message, and there's this. Uh, uh, it's at the. Uh, I go to this hotel, and I'm not going to give a description of the woman, but it's a, an, an attractive woman, and she's dressed. Like she casually with uh, kind of like a, a tweed jacket. It's a little cooler today. It's around 68. It's going to be high as 70. But I guess I she looked a, a little pale, no makeup. And she's leaving and she little little tired, but you could tell a very attractive woman, um, maybe in her late 20s. And she's leaving the motel, the hotel. And uh, she, she gets in. I'm looking at her. She doesn't want to talk. She's quiet. She gets in the front seat. I know where she's going because that's in the app. They give they give you directions right there. And I'm driving. And I'm looking. And I go, wow. I just put it all together. I just got this thing. I don't know if it's true. But uh, I was driving her to a private home in uh a little south and I could tell by the way she arrived there and unhooked the gate and walked up to it that she lived there or she, you know, she was living there. So I just got, you know, if you put two and two together, I think she was out having a good time the night before she may have met up with someone 
And I'm not, you know, the way the world is, I'm not going to guess if it was a, a, a most likely, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to guess if it's a man or a woman or anything like that. But she definitely was drinking the night before, I think, because it was 11 o'clock. And that's the thing when you wake up and do a late night. She probably stayed since she was up there. She probably um, was hanging out late at the Caribbean Club, maybe to three in the morning. And uh, she got dropped off and she didn't want to talk. And it was kind of like the walk of shame, which I, I, I do not. Uh, I don't think I revealed anything about this because there's thousands of people here and no one, no one really needs to know this. I didn't say her name. I didn't say what she looks like. What's her ethnic background? Boom. Nothing. I did. All I said was just a woman in her late twenties. And I think that's perfectly fine because I could relate to that. Not necessarily women having to get up and get a Lyft or Uber because I I think of the someone when I was single, when someone had you had an overnight guest, when I had an overnight guest or a young young lady, I normally would drop them off myself. I wouldn't I wouldn't have them. They maybe she didn't want maybe she didn't want to do it. Maybe she just wanted to get up before that person got up and left. That I mean that that was the most plausible thing, but I, I find it uh, interesting that this I could relate to this. I'm in Key Largo, and these things are happening, especially when you have tourists. I guess when you always have tourists in the area. I mean, when I first got down here, I had a couple incidents. I think maybe that were similar to that for me. It's nice living in a tourist town that way. If you're not looking to get attached and people are adult, obviously she's an, she's an adult, consenting adult. I hope it was a consenting uh, issue. I think it, I'm pretty sure because she would have been upset, I think. So um, it's just one of the interesting things about being uh, one of those shared ride uh, drivers. You never know. It's like a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. Every so often I'll get someone that comes in. There's a, a guy who seems to be uh, slightly dissociative. I would give him a ride to uh, the local grocery store and then drop him off at home. There was another guy I picked up and he was whacked out of his mind. Completely whacked out of his mind. He's calling me motherfucker. Hey, motherfucker. Blah, 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 blah. And I go, I was ready to get I thought he was calling me like an angry one, but he was doing it. And it was a white guy, an older white guy. I mean, he could have been my age. He looked older. Or he could have been, he could have been 10 years younger, but he was older. And I was driving. And, you know, thank God. Thank God these apps, when they order something like the order a ride, it tells you if they're going home, all they have to do is hit home. Because if this guy had to tell me where he lives, I think we'd be having a little problem locating it not that it's hard to find this guy was so whacked that uh i virtually had to get out of the car and i'm i'm helping him out of the car and then he says i don't need your help and uh <laughs> he did 
he did need my help because he almost fell and I grabbed him and and I got him through the door. So that that was interesting. But most of the rides are really interesting. It's nice people. I had people that uh, came from my neck of the woods in Philadelphia. I have a, a just nice young couples, families. Um, it, it it's just I love I love working with tourists and that's what my job's about. I think I'll, my job with the brewery distillery I work in. I'm, I'll talk about next time on the show. Okay, I'll be back with another episode shortly.